All right. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you all for joining us today for our uh, third webinar in our What's Next webinar series that we're doing. This one, of course, is entitled Building Your Preparedness Plan, Technology Tips for Business Leaders. I'd like to take a moment to uh, welcome you all to our webinar today and to uh, introduce to you who's going to be on the line with you. So my name, of course, is Stephanie Baskerville. I am the content writer here at ProServe IT, and joining me, I have two of my uh, wonderful uh, colleagues at ProServe IT. So we've got Mihai on Director of marketing here and uh, Keith um, Vivekananda at uh, he's one of our uh, talented solutions architects as well and he's got a focus on digital transformation so of course um, we wanted him to be on this uh, webinar with us so welcome Keith and Mihai and uh, thanks for joining us today um, so folks for this webinar we did want to make it as interactive as possible you know ensure that you're getting the uh, the most out of your time with us today so if you do have any questions throughout the webinar you can feel free to use that questions tab on the GoToWebinar platform and we will be uh, taking those questions as they come in and making sure that we're answering them for you so uh, just a reminder that questions tab is always open and you can use it as many times as you need to um, I think for this I mean we're going to talk a little bit about building a preparedness plan and, and for that I'm really going to just uh, pass things off uh, over to Mihai and to Keith to begin and uh, you know and I'm going to turn my camera off and we'll see you guys at the questions uh, period as well but uh, Mihai and Keith the mic is yours. Thank you Stephanie. Hi everyone thank you for joining us. So as Stephanie mentioned this webinar is one of the webinars in our COVID-19 What's Next webinar series. Stephanie can we please go to the next slide. So with this webinar series, our discussions have focused on looking ahead, uh, proactively planning uh, for the future despite all the uncertainties that, uh, that we are facing. So uh, the follow-up email after the webinar is uh, all over. We will send you an email with the recording as we promised, along with the links to the previous webinars in the webinar series in case you want to have a look at them, along with the copy of white paper. Okay, so why don't we start uh, our conversation today with a poll question um, to see where our audience is with this uh, preparedness plan. So for first poll question, do you have a preparedness plan or a business plan for what's next with both short-term and long-term objectives? And I've just launched the poll, folks. We'll keep it open for about 15, 20 seconds. You guys can uh, select your answers, and then we'll close the poll. Interesting results so far. All right. I'm going to close the poll, folks. Uh, Mihai, did you want me to share the, uh, the results? Or? Yes, please. All right. Let me share these results here. Oops. There we go. Okay, so some people, yes, and uh, a lot of people, it's in the making. Great, good to know. The follow-up question, uh, does your technology environment align with, yeah, align with your business plan? Do you have technology that supports your business plan? All right, and I'm launching that poll as well. got uh, quite a few saying yes 100% which is great. Or yes. sorry, not quite a few. We got we've some people saying yes 100%. We have 71% <laughs> saying somewhat. <laughs> so that's good. All right, I'm going to close the poll here. Yes. 
And let's uh, share those results. There we go. Yes. Yeah. So this is good. Okay. This is good. So uh, we understand there are a ton of webinars uh, going on these days, but the reason why Preserve IT is hosting webinar like this one, talking about business plan and how technology can enable your business plan, is because um, we understand that in this digital world that we live in, every company is technology company, right? Um, without technology, it's getting very difficult to achieve your business objectives. So um, that's why we wanted to have a conversation around it. And in Preserve IT, that's what we do best, aligning uh, technology capability uh, with our customers' uh, business objectives. So with that, why don't we get into uh, our the meat of the, the webinar today, the discussion. How we are going to do this webinar today is just a discussion between Keith and I. We're going to ask some frequently asked questions from our customers that Keith uh, typically um, have chats around uh, with our customers. So that way you can hear what other companies are thinking about and um, considering about. And also we'd love to get your questions in uh, throughout the webinar so we can talk about what you want to talk about with us. Okay, so uh, Keith, <laughs> thank you for joining us. No problem. Digital transformation is a buzzword, right? Um, we hear that often. So what does that really mean in business English? Yeah, so basically very simple. It's uh, taking technology and using that to help transform a, a few things that your uh, companies are looking at. So this could be as simple as, you know, People using it for processes, uh, customer experience is another way to do it, but it also includes internal culture too as well. So uh, if we're talking about examples, we could talk about things like as simple as uh, what we've been seeing recently is collaboration tools. So meeting tools and uh, figuring out, oh, how can we use SharePoint or a file server to share data because we're not in the office? Um, or it could be as simple as, you know, if we're using customer experience as an example, um, adding a POS, a POS system, a point of sale system that is a bit more modern uh, compared to how most people are using it. So this can be adding, uh, you know, credit cards or using the uh, customer service information that you collect at a point of sale system and then bring it into something bigger, bigger like a, a CRM or a customer relationship management tool. So you can see how you're kind of mixing a lot of these uh, things that we're looking at, like process, culture, customer experience, and just kind of updating it because technology it allows for that kind of uh, change. Um, and it, it, it's kind of important right now um, because a lot of companies are in a position where we've been doing things, I, I would say, you know, not to offend anyone out there, but a lot of it was pre-COVID and it was kind of outdated on how they were doing it. And as soon as COVID hit, um, people had to scramble. Uh, and it's more of like a reactive process. So now is the time, now that, you know, customers are allowing for companies to change um, and allowing them to invest and there's a a bit of a lull on the market in the market space. So we're allowed to sit down and say, okay, let's retake a look at a few things here and let's uh, have time to change and let's plan it out. Let's take a look at a, 
uh, a roadmap, and that's what digital transformation um, speak towards. Great, great. Yeah, I, I think you you had a really good point there that um, this crisis that everyone um, has been facing this allowed us to really think outside of the box <laughs> and think yeah. uh, trying to think yeah what what can be possible because we have this limitation, let's think creatively um, so that way we can come up with solutions. So it applies to not just your um, business, but your end consumers, right? Um, so uh, because your end consumers are more open right now to something new, something different, uh, it can be a good time for you to think about yeah, some unique ideas that you didn't really try before or hesitant to implement uh, because of the market resistance. This can be, yeah great time to think about the uh, digital transformation. So then um, with this tra digital transformation, I think we have to talk about how technology uh, roadmap and business roadmap have to go hand in hand. Whatever you want to achieve in your business, um, you need to think about technology, right? So yeah. what, what can you please elaborate in business roadmap, technology roadmap, hand in hand? Yeah, so a business roadmap or like a, a business plan kind of speaks more about um, business goals. And, you know, like what I kind of always mention to a lot of companies is they, they kind of leave out the technology and they kind of consider that as an after afterthought. And we've seen this. Um, you, you can think of your technology budget versus like your uh, some of the, your other department um, budgets. There's it takes a lot of time and there's a lot of barriers to make those changes or even understand the changes that are coming in the future. So uh, as simply put, a business plan is more about, you know, uh, your business goals being tracked and what's next in that kind of uh, um, that kind of thought process and using your business decisions. However, a technology roadmap is more about capturing how to make those uh, business goals, uh, how to how to enact those. Um, and how to work more effectively to reaching those business goals, right? So I, I see like it goes hand in hand because, like I mentioned, I, I really enjoy uh, telling our customers that, you know, you've gotten here with technology, but in the future, uh, you've seen it during COVID, a lot has changed and made technology a part of who you are as an organization. So a lot of organizations, let's say the restaurant industry as an example, they never thought of themselves as, they, they have their own segment, but they've never thought of themselves as a technology company, right? So when you think of a technology company, you think of Google, Microsoft, Facebook, you know, the, the bigger, larger companies, or a software specific, but now because of uh, COVID or even like leading up to it, they've had to figure out ways to manage all of this using technology. Think of curbside pickup or delivery. Yes, they can use uh, skip, uh, skip the Dishes or Uber Eats, but those do cost um, a lot of money. But say if we're using an example like a, a fast food restaurant, some of them have their own applications to uh, you know, use for coupons. Right. And they have to think of things that they've never thought about, specifically about software. So things like, oh, how do we make it user friendly? Right. Usually they would uh, outsource another company to completely do their web uh, application or their um, phone application to, you know, get it to a certain standard. 
Um, but there are certain things that you have to think about internally that are part of your process and insert them into your process. So that's what a technology roadmap kind of looks at, um, those things, uh, not only external for customer facing, but also internally too as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as I'm hearing um, your comments around this, what I hear is user experience. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, technology it it has to think about um, users. With without that, it, just, it there's no point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, that's a that's a huge distinction that a lot of uh, User experience can be likened to customer service, and when you're thinking about users, you're thinking about not only your customers, but internally too as well. How do I make it that it's easy for them to start doing things, right, and working efficiently instead of them using 50 different applications or one really old application um, that, you know, it takes them one hour every week to do something. How can I, you know, find an easier way to do this so they can spend time on the more important things, like growing your business, right? There you go. Yes. Um, okay. So with that, uh, are there some technology trends that you've been witnessing uh, the last uh, few months uh, because of COVID? Something new, uh, new trends? Yeah. There's there's been a lot of trends, and I, I kind of I enjoy the idea of it being a trend, but it kind of, um, it, it's funny because it's almost like, hey, we've been telling you for a long time that these are <laughs> things that you should probably be doing. But of course, you know, humans are always going to be uh, averse to change, right? But th- th- uh, maybe I'll kind of start with that. A lot of people and a lot of organizations are more open to change and, you know, making those changes internally. So it's been a huge shift from, the way people work. Um, they are working more as a team. They are more ready to step up to plate and represent their companies and make change within their organization that they're working with, um, especially some of the younger people coming into the, the market. They're looking for companies that they are not just a small piece, but where they can make a big change throughout. Um, so that's a huge kind of um, huge shift in the way people are working. But because of COVID, um, those kind of changes, usually they would take like a year or two years to implement because you have to plan it. You have to sit down with this person, talk about compliance, um, take 50 different features and kind of compress it into, you know, one whole product and do it over that one year. However, what's been happening is the type of changes are becoming more nimble and more agile. So we're able to break it up into break those pieces, uh, sorry, break that huge chunk into smaller pieces and implement them one by one and not be afraid to experiment and see what happens. So this allows for that change to be a bit more manageable. So let's say, uh, you know, remote work as an example. Let's start by finding a way that we can collaborate together using meetings, right? So that's why a lot of people started using Microsoft Teams or uh, uh, Zoom or uh, uh, whatever uh, technology is available for them. But then the next step is, how do I work on documents at the same time? That's where, uh, once again, Microsoft Teams, um, Office 365, Google Suite, uh, all that has come into play and people are starting to get there. And then the next step, how do we 
um, automate some of the tasks that we're doing within that and integrate, right? So that's another kind of uh, uh, a way how agile you're taking those pieces instead of thinking, okay, work from home has to have collaboration, has to have an intranet, has to have automation, has to have all this, and that's when we're complete. It's all about taking those small individual pieces, testing it out, taking your learning, and then doing it for the rest of the organization, and then going one by one, right? Um, so, so that's the type of way it has been. Th uh, businesses have been thinking about these changes and uh, breaking those, and that kind of leads into like a, a roadmap kind of function, right? right. Um, if, if we're talking about actual technologies, uh, besides the obvious remote work, uh, everyone's seeing that as a huge change. I'm very happy for that because you know me. Hey, uh, here and Steph, we all work from home, even though we do have an office in uh, Toronto, Ontario. Um, I love working from home. It gets me the flexibility, um, and you know, it's it's a, it's been a long time coming. But other things yeah. are cool too as well, like virtual events. That's becoming mm -hmm. a huge thing. Not just like you and I, what we're doing right here with Steph uh, here. Um, we're doing more of like a you know a, a series here. But think about, uh, as an example, um, a lot of those Microsoft events that you and I go to, um, where right. you know we might present or we might uh, see what's cool and what's new with Microsoft. They're doing a lot of those through uh, like actual virtual conferences. Mm -hmm. So virtual events are huge, and everything's done in the cloud, so anyone can uh, access that safely and securely. So uh, virtual events is big thing. The cloud is another big thing. Um, that's a long time com uh, coming. A lot of companies are feeling a lot more safe to go to the cloud because they're starting to understand that we don't have to maintain a server, anything physical anymore. But because everyone's working remotely, we can have this in one central area. It's all managed by, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, whoever is managing. And it follows all compliance. Uh, we spoke yesterday with a uh, a health company, sorry, not a health company, with a, uh, yeah, sorry, let's go with health company as an example. They were looking to get all their patient information in a safe area, and the very okay. first thing is, let's bring it into the Microsoft Azure cloud because that is HIPAA certified, right? It's HIPAA compliant, and that was a compliance issue that they were looking for. Housing it on their own system is, first of all, maintenance, but there's a lot of things that HIPAA doesn't, uh, it's not HIPAA compliant to put it on uh, on premise and have people have access to it, et cetera, versus in the cloud being a lot more secure and easy to maintain, right? Right. And, and the, the thing about that, once again, it's kind of all connected. Once they get into the cloud, they were looking to do some business intelligence on it, right? So that's another thing that we're seeing a lot of uh, trends on is uh, business intelligence too as well. I have all this information, have all this data, what do I do with it? So, you know, that's where Power BI, Tableau, um, a lot of other uh, tools come into play is now that I have this data, I can create all these reports on the fly, do all these filters and, you know, allow executives to kind of move um, with that kind of information, right? Right. Right. So just in case there are some people on the line who uh, hasn't um, had an opportunity to move to the cloud yet, would you be able to um, 
elaborate a, a bit more on what does it what it means to move to cloud yeah. and utilizing cloud going forward yeah so a lot of organizations are used to having servers or physical computers um, or certain devices dedicated to certain programs or anything on-premise, right? And they might have an IT team, or this might be somewhere else, um, hosted somewhere. And bringing it up to the cloud allows for very first thing that I, I kind of always bring up is the availability of it anywhere. So it could be anyone uh, that has access to it. That's very important. Anyone who has access to it can access it from anywhere in the world. They don't have to VPN in. They don't have to use some kind of special thing uh, to get into it or those kind of frustrations. So I think that's like the most basic thing. And that was that has been proven to be an issue when COVID came up. They were so comfortable of, you know, going into the office. No one can touch my data because it's in the office. But when I go back, I mean, what do I do, right? So that's been the big issue there. That's now another people have been focusing on is the security, right? right. So the the good thing about the security in the cloud is Microsoft and you know Google, Amazon, they spend a lot of money on security. So we don't have to, right? Like uh, companies organizing all this, right? So no one can hack into, sorry, knock on wood, but people are used to hacking into certain servers that live in these on-premise uh, areas, right? Right. So it's a, it kind of adds to the security of bringing it into the cloud. And once again, a lot of organizations are getting used to the idea that it is more secure to put it in the cloud than leave it on-premise, right? Mm-hmm. Great. So uh, what would be the first step that people can take if they um, evaluate options and, okay, a cloud is the uh, the route that I need to take? What could be the first step for them? Yeah. So, I mean, going back to it, let's talk about the remote work. A lot of people are actually, in fact, in the cloud whenever they use Microsoft Teams or Google Suite. That, that's like the first step. Um, find a way, I think the very first step is find a way to bring all your emails into the cloud. A lot of people use servers for that. Once they do that, how do we bring our work, like our daily work and our uh, some of our tools that we're doing, it, our business processes, right? Right. Um, right. So how do we get into Office 365? I'm going to use Microsoft examples, right, uh, just because we're very familiar with those. Um, so with Microsoft Office 365, that's your Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and that also includes your SharePoint and your Microsoft Teams. So for those who are not familiar with SharePoint and Teams, that allows me to work with documents. Uh, like, for example, Steph, Mihai, and I, we worked on this presentation, uh, the PowerPoint that you're looking at, uh, the outline of these questions, you know. Um, we worked on this. We had our meetings. However, Steph can work on something in the background, and while we're on the call, she can make changes, and Mihai can add her own thing, and I can also add my own thing. And we're all working and seeing the document being updated at the same time. So bringing that thing into the cloud versus doing like a typical file share, I think that's a huge, big step. And I think that's one of the biggest steps, the main step that you should probably first be taking. And then, of course, like I mentioned, the next steps, depending on your roadmap, I would say this kind of brings up, and I, you'll probably hate my answer 
Hamihei, but it really depends, right? It's going to depend on, and this is, I think this is what um, is very important. Um, business processes, sorry, technology should follow business processes, right? Right. If you implement technology and, um, you know, expect people to jump on it, there's no point because people aren't really going to jump onto the technology if they have no use for it, right? So I would say after, you know, getting people, I think the most common one of Office 365 collaboration, then maybe figure it out, right? It could be an ERP. It could be a CRM. Um, it could be business intelligence because you have so much data ready to go, right? It could be automation because now that you have everyone collaborating, maybe there's a few approval workflows or maybe you work with a lot of forms and you want to start automating some of the uh, data that comes in. So, right. yeah, it, hopefully that answers your question, but it, it, you can see how it really yes. depends. And I want to make sure that people understand it really depends on your business processes. And, right. Yeah, it's, so, it's, a, it's a journey, right? Mm-hmm. So that being said, why don't we do a poll, another poll, to see um, what uh, people's plan is um, during this COVID and as the restrictions are lifted, do you plan to allow remote work um, going forward, a lot more so, at least more so than before? Or do you crave <laughs> the human interactions? Do you want to go back to uh, the past normal? <clears throat> Just give it another maybe five, ten seconds. All right, I'm going to close the poll. And here's the results here. There you go. Okay, so yes, and evaluating uh, right now. Yeah, so back to your point, Keith, um, depending on what you are trying to achieve, right, what your business is trying to achieve, um, you think about technology from that lens, so that way every technology investment or uh, any step that you take uh, with new technology or reevaluating your existing technology, that makes sense from business objective perspective. Okay, so um, why don't we talk about some stories, uh, customer stories that we uh, have seen so far. So that way we can understand uh, other companies have thought about this and they took this road to get there. Any yeah. good examples that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, we, we have tons of examples. So going back to it uh, of recognizing that now now is a good time to take a pause. Um, we have like I, I really love this story because it's like a story of adversary, uh, adversity, um, and you know recognizing change is required. So um, we we have a uh, a president of an organization that does uh, travel insurance. So I mean, let that sink in for a bit. Travel insurance, <laughs> any travel company right now. Um, yeah. So just to give you a bit of insight, this organization, sorry, this uh, insurance company gives you travel insurance for um, people who need a visa. So if you come to Canada and you have a visa, you need some kind of travel insurance for that. 
So as you can imagine, this company has been impacted a lot, and that has freed up a lot of the, – the bad side is, of course, that's going to affect their uh, bottom line, but that has freed up a lot of resources. Um, and these resources can make change right now. So as an example, uh, this company is figuring out ways, and they interface with a lot of brokers, and their software that they're currently using right now can do with some user experience changes, right? So we worked right. on their application with them. Uh, we actually took it from a uh, another third party that they were working with, and we took it, we improved it, and we continued to improve it. So the president came to us and said, hey, um, I went to the bank, I got a loan, right? Uh, we actually helped him with a bit with the proposal too as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we took that and said, okay, uh, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do for changes so we can make our brokers' lives easier to fulfill some of the orders that they get. They were doing a lot of old school things like phoning up um, everyone. They didn't have like a web presence as much. They weren't taking web orders, right? So they, they were really playing catch up. Um, mm -hmm. And they were talking about cool things like how can I integrate other websites into our system too as well, not just ours, but our uh, independent brokers as an example too, right? So he's taking the time right now and we're starting a lot of projects with him where we are actually sitting down and we've roadmapped the changes for that application and we're doing a very agile development. So we're going one by one and the you notice I, I said before, they have a lot of free resources. Now we can go back to them and say, okay, can we test these, right? Mm -hmm. And if there's anything you don't like, we're going to do a two-week, you know, uh, interval. Every two weeks, let us know, and we'll, you know, come back to the drawing board and find ways to make this easier for you guys. Right. right? So I, I think that's a really great story. Um, I mean, do we have time for maybe one more? Yes, I would yeah. love to. Yes, okay. please. All right. I think a, another cool example, I know people are kind of tired of seeing like the virtual like events and that kind of stuff, but we're working with the teacher uh, union, um, right. a, a provincial one here in Canada, and they had to figure out a way to do virtual events. Um, so every, every, I think it's every two Twice a year, they fly everyone out in the province to uh, Toronto, right? Um, and they sit down and they have sort of like a, uh, a debate. Um, and it follows Robert's Rules of Order. If you, if you guys want to Google that, feel free to do so. But it's like a long list of legislative ways uh... actually, you know, okay, you have to stand up and you have to wave your card, which is red. And that means you get to speak. I'm just, you know, I'm not 100% accurate, but that's the some of the processes they have to go through, right? Right. So we had to figure out a way, and currently we're still doing it. Uh, we're figuring out different ways how to do this in Microsoft Teams, how to do it in Power Apps, how to, like, bring this all within Power Automate. Just kind of find a more effective way. And mm. right off the bat, you can see the cost savings. Right, that's a huge right. amount of cost savings. We're we're talking about not everyone's going to be there, but we're talking about two to five hundred people um, saving everyone's time, making it very uh, efficient. And once again, it, it's not about 
during these times, it's not focusing more on uh, replacing people. Um, it's all about taking away some of their tasks so they can feel more part of your company and make change to your company so mm-hmm. you can succeed, right? I mean, business 101 is not about, like, resting on your laurels, right? It's staying – if you stay in one area, you're not going to be moving, right? So – uh, for in order for us to succeed, you got you got to have to always be changing, and that's that's proof that um, having the mindset to change and that growth is uh, very important. Yes, yes. So yeah, I I love those uh, customer stories um, where uh, the business leaders really took this crisis as opportunities. Yeah. They that didn't uh, set them back. They just took it as you know what. Yes, it's lemon, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm going to make best out of it. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to give up, right? And I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do something that, that can create something positive in the future. Yeah. Um, some of those ads that these days, of, of course, um, those commercials, very emotional, uh, like to the point, <laughs> yeah. very emotional, right? They, they say, this will pass, right? It's not going to stick us forever. So why not trying to stay positive and really look at those areas that we have been hesitating, we didn't have resource to tackle yet. So this is great time to do so. And I love the agile piece, right? You don't need to know everything. There are so many uncertainties out there that you don't need to know all the little pieces to create the yearly plan. I think um, a lot of things that I've been hearing from business leaders is that yearly plan doesn't really work anymore (laughs) you need to review yes you can still have it but having that yearly plan doesn't mean that you are not going to touch it at all throughout the year right you need to review it on a regular basis frequently and make changes as you go so that uh, agile mindset is um uh, important um especially these days yeah i i can yeah gather great so let's talk about a little bit more um, around uh, some technology piece. <laughs> so I think another the buzz phrase uh, these days, new normal. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not going to go back to the done normal that we used to before COVID. Uh, COVID is changing everything. So yes, we may go back to normal, but that normal will be different from the normal that we used to know. So um, with that, you know, remote remote work uh, for sure. Like those, uh, our audience responded to the poll that uh, yes, we are going to stick with the remote work, and we are evaluating. Nobody said no. <laughs> we are going to go back <laughs> to uh, the the past how we used to work. So we are changing uh, like that. So maybe before we get into the discussion, another poll. Um, do you feel that your business is ready for a post-COVID-19 world? Whatever that will be, um, there will be new normal. Do you feel that you are ready? Just give it a few more seconds here. Thank you. 
All right, I'm going to close it up and show it off here. There we go. Great. Okay, so having this in mind, Keith, um, what can businesses do now uh, to prepare for that new normal? Uh, of course, we are going to talk about from the technology experts perspective, right? Um, there can be so many other things like health-wide and whatnot that you need to be prepared for, but from what we know from our world, um, what does business need to do to prepare, uh, to feel more confident? Oh, yes, we are so ready. <laughs> Whatever comes next, we are ready. Yeah. So I think this is a great time to kind of summarize uh, a lot of the things that we're talking about. So agile change, that's a huge thing. Be comfortable with experimenting. And um, a lot of people say, okay, I'm kind of scared of this. And th that's that's fine, right? We've, we've been conditioned as humans to, to plan as much and prepare as much as possible. But if you plan too much, you're not going to get anything done. Right. That's something I've found out personally. I used to be the type A personality. Let's, you know, whenever I'm <laughs> uh, planning a trip or something, I'll, I'll try and plan as much as possible. And finally, you know, I, I don't enjoy any of it. Right. Um, but <laughs> yes. just kind of jumping in. Uh, it, of course, there is still a time to plan which within each of those phases, but being comfortable with splitting it up and trusting the people you're with internally, right? The, the companies, if you want to come out of this, and I'll, I'll say it again, we'll repeat it many times, um, those who do not take the opportunity to invest in their people, invest in change, um, you know, there might be some outliers here, but 99% of the organizations, it's time to make those changes and invest in your people. I think that's what, from a business perspective, that's the biggest thing there. Um, but being being self-aware as an organization that technology is the the new normal. It's been the normal for a while, but it helps us with a lot of things here. And like I said, a great example is restaurants, right? They have to figure out ways how to efficiently work with technology, whether that's with delivery applications or even communicating on, you know, I'm going back to my days of working as a salesperson um, at a retailer, doing schedules, right? That used to be all on paper. So right. instead of restaurant schedulings all on paper, it's about investing in the technology. Something like Microsoft Teams has shifts, right? And everyone's uh, communicating through these applications, hey, can you take my shift, right? So allowing them to, uh, you know, uh, listening to your employees and trusting in them to make those changes and, you know, have ideas, I, I would say is like a big thing because that's going to increase your bottom line just by investing in uh, the, the right technologies, but also uh, investing in the uh, right type of people. So going back to it, it's not about slowing down and being cautious. It's about being open to change and experimenting um, and not being afraid of it. Right, right. Yeah, and that uh, frequent changes, even 
our uh, well, prosthesis um, physical year is from September to August, right? So now, for example, I am planning for the FY21 amongst all these um, uh, uncertainties. I'm planning it, but in my head, it is I'm not um, uh, ha planning, I mean, creating a plan that will stick around for a year. If that's in my head, it's just too difficult. Oh my God, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three months, yeah, five months. That's right. But yeah, having that mindset of I'm going to review it on a monthly basis. I'm going to review it a uh, quarterly basis. And also back to uh, you see on the screen, business intelligence, um, we need to look at data as we go, right? Uh, if if we don't uh, look past, uh, when we just look at future without knowing past, uh, there's chance that you miss the point again and again and again. But if you look at the back mirror a bit, analyze uh, what happened so far, along with the forecast, then you get to really make uh, the smart business decisions. So speaking of uh, BI, uh, one of the webinars in the webinar series, COVID-19 What's Next series, uh, we've talked about specifically around BI. So that uh, we will share that information in the follow-up email so you guys can um, have a look at it if uh, that's of your interest. Okay, how about automation? Um, along with BI, another um, thing that we've been hearing from our customers and also just hearing from the market, automation is another uh, buzzword, right? People think about it, but at the same time, not really knowing what to think about <laughs> when it comes to automation. So uh, maybe we dive into a bit um, on automation. Yeah, sure. So um, it's interesting that you bring that up because, well, I'll, I'll come back to it, but let's start off with like the, the basics of uh, what automation is. Um, automation, it's basically taking all your day-to-day -day manual processes that you're doing repetitively and finding out uh, a way to, you know, uh, because they are repetitive processes and it doesn't take much of, uh, much time to do them in your head, um, how do we automate that, right? So and a very important thing here, and I always say this to a lot of business leaders or even people who are generally afraid of that kind of change, it's not to take over anyone's job, right? right. It's to make someone's job easier so we can spend more of our time on the more human aspects of it. What I mean by human aspects is things like customer service, right? Um, we're not looking to automate the full, you know, uh, thing there. But maybe if we're filling out a form and it goes to my supervisor, it goes to the accounting department or the manufacturing department, we can automate all of those things, right? Just by clicking on certain things and then setting it off. So instead of me emailing that, that's taking five minutes out of my day and then add that up across how many cases I might get. Um, right. We need to spend more time on the human aspect of speaking to customers. And that's something that I solely think that won't be replicated, that human aspect with robots, even if we do get to that, that future. Um, of course, we'll, we'll see, right? But in the immediate yeah. future, we're not looking to replicate that because there is no human aspects of it. Um, so, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what uh, automation is. I, I think once you've connected all these tools, 
I guess a good question for a lot of people here is uh, if you're thinking about automation um, or if you're a bit on the fence about it, think about how many applications you're using, right? Mm -hmm. So Outlook, SharePoint, Excel, and then maybe finish off in Outlook again, right? So there's three applications, but then it's just going, going from one, going to another. One task might take you 15 minutes, right? Um, so imagine a way that we can automate and integrate all of these things together. And right. it, just by doing one click by in my Outlook, maybe it automatically goes, or maybe it's an automatic thing. Whenever an email comes in, it knows specifically to go into SharePoint and do this and then add a row into Excel, right? And I didn't have to do anything. I'm more working on the side here, focusing on how to make customer service better or you know, something to do with processes, which is, once again, is something that's more human because we're talking about working with people and that's how you make the make the money, right? Figure out right. those things. Right, right. So instead of thinking about the uh, sci-fi movie, right? Um, having a robot right <laughs> yeah. next to you. Yes. Yeah. Um, but instead, think about what are some of the tasks that, that you do on a regular basis uh, that you don't want to do because it's such a boring task that you have to That's do right. <laughs> over and over and over again. That's just mind-numbing. Um, that can be done a lot better by a machine, right, um, instead of a human. Um, uh, so that's uh, I, what I hear is that that's where you start thinking about automation, not uh, a robot assistants who bring you food or whatnot, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, maybe yes. sometime in the future, but maybe uh, for, yeah. yeah, for now. Yeah. yeah, for now. Yes. Okay. So we have 12 minutes left. Um, one more question that I would love to cover uh, today during the call is some of those um, technology or IT weaknesses that are not really realized or recognized by companies um, that can cause uh, some trouble <laughs> in the future or, or uh, yeah, near future or long-term future. What would they be? What, what have we seen so far? Yeah. So this is a very interesting question, and I, I think a lot of people will be on different levels here. Um, but I, I'm going to take a lot of the older mentality um, before COVID um, and some of the – we've identified these as weaknesses because it, it's not much um, – people really haven't thought of changing the ways they work around these, right? So I, I think one of the most important part is security. Um, a lot of people are not spending time in IT security, even though in the news, whenever you hear about a technology company, right. and you know the news like to report about a lot of the uh, the weaknesses, it's always about security and someone getting hacked. Now, you might be thinking, okay, I think the most basic one is, okay, how are people hacking in? Um, maybe they're really smart and they're able to break something down. But most of it is actually um, from internal. And I don't mean people are opening, you know, giving the information away, but it's because they're not securing their data in a way or they're getting phishing attempts, right? So if you're thinking about, uh, you know, those CRA calls that you might get or those uh, telemarketing calls that you get, it's because we're giving away information that they can use, the hackers can use to get into that, right? right? So 
once in a while, uh, companies get emails saying, hey, I am the president. So they're impersonating the president of the organization or the CEO of the company that they work for. Can you give me, uh, can you send me the latest Excel sheet for the budgets? I'm not able to access it. Right. You and I, that will look like it's, you know, Eric, our president, right, Mm -hmm. of our company. Um, But when you go into the actual email and see something off, right? So my point here is that a lot of the password collection and all that kind of information, all those leaks happen because of that, uh, that person wasn't informed on how to look for those things. So it's the education behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, You can mitigate those risks by uh, applying a lot of the security tools out there. So things like Microsoft, once again, we're familiar with Microsoft, so I'll use that as an example. Um, Advanced threat protection, right? So if an email comes in and it looks a bit funny, um, it will scan that email, and if all the checks make sense, then it will actually send it to us, right? Otherwise, it will stop it at the server level. Mm-hmm. So those kind of phishing attempts, any kind of virus, et cetera, um, those things, even those are, like I said, viruses are kind of like an old, like we've done a lot to protect it, but it's about protecting, sorry, investing in security knowledge and also security software, right? So that's right. one uh, potential negative uh, impact that I've seen hasn't been changed and people are starting to realize now, now that people are working from home, et cetera. Um, but another one, because people are working from home, um, if they find, and you'll see this, and I'll use Zoom as an example, um, and I'm not using it just because they're the competition, but it's a good example. When the, when COVID first started, people started using Zoom because it's very easy to use. Yes. And it's something that it could quickly install, and it spread well, like wildfire. They did a really good job with marketing and getting yes. it out there. However, because or, um, you know, you and I would use this to catch up with our, you know, uh, our nieces, our nephews, etc. Um, it kind of went into the business world too, as well, and people started using it for that. Um, but these are smaller teams. This would be like the marketing department or the the uh, accounting department would use it internally. And they would use this because there was nothing set up for them, right? There was no Microsoft Teams available for them. So as an IT or as a business, I'm not able to control the information that's in Zoom because they are handling it versus me, right? Mm-hmm. So what we call this is rogue technology. And if you make it hard, like if you as an IT department or an organization, if you make it hard for people to start using software, even if it's the right software, you lose that control and people go out there and start using their own technology. Because there's so much easy to use software out there, um, things like Dropbox, things like WhatsApp even, we had a charity that we worked with, and all their communication was done on WhatsApp before we moved them on to Microsoft Teams. They called us because they said, okay, we need to find a way to, you know, control that WhatsApp conversations and make sure yes. everything lives on our server, right? So we said Microsoft Teams is perfect for that, but we need to educate those people that you can do everything in WhatsApp on Microsoft Teams and better. 
right? So it's all about, you know, not having those controls to lock people down. That's something IT teams have done for years. And, um, yeah, it's kind of affecting them. People are going off to run, use other technologies. Um, and this kind of goes back to people retention, I think, is very important. A lot of people that have, you know, if you don't provide this these kind of cool tools to work with and figure out ways to make it harder for people to work, um, millennials are the next generation to come into the workforce. That's the type of people you have to look towards. Um, because they invest, they're going to be the ones investing a lot of time versus someone who, you know, might not. Um, they are looking to change the organization. They're looking for even things like uh, sustainability is important for, like, I'm a millennial. That's very important to me, right? Um, having an environment, uh, a very non-toxic environment, that's very important to me. Um if you are able to focus on what's next and having change and giving me the tools to make change in my own company, why wouldn't you allow me to make positive change, right? So, right. yeah, that if you if you kind of block that, you're going to lose out on the new workforce that are coming in, the very smart people that are coming in to make change and help. They want to help you grow the company, right, instead of coming in and just doing work, right? So Yes. So I, yeah, I hear again back to user experience, um, right? Um, user mean that includes internal staff, right? Yeah. Technology has to enable users. Technology has to think about the users. Without that, it's just not going to not going to work. Yeah. It's already uh, two fifty six. <laughs> Sorry. Stephanie, have we seen any? No, it, it, uh, yeah, it, it has been great um, discussion. Well, I think hopefully our audience has thought about that too. Uh, any questions uh, we got so far? I have been monitoring them. There have been none coming in at this point, but we can certainly uh, move on to the next steps perhaps. And then um, if there are any questions that come in in the next uh, couple of minutes, we can certainly address those as they come in. Yes, and if we uh, run out of time, please uh, feel free to email us any questions, um, and we'll be happy to answer. So, yes, let's look at the next step. Um, if you would love to discuss any of the things that we uh, talked about today, whether it's automation, whether it's teams, whether it's change management, whether it's security education or security tools, um, we are here. So. 30-minute um, consultation. Uh, if the discussion goes well and you want to chat more, we, we are here too, right? So um, please contact us. Uh, we are here to just talk about any of your IT needs or technology needs um, and also those technology roadmap, business roadmap go hand in hand. That can be something from our experience. Um, that can be something overwhelming, right? Um, uh, so we are again here to talk about it in more uh, in depth to explain to you what that really means and what that means to your business because every business is different, every industry is different. So yes, uh, again, Thank you for joining us today. We will send you a follow-up email with the recording, other webinars, white paper, and our contact information so you can reach out to us for any questions that you have. Uh, closing remarks, are we good?
I think we're good. And, you know, like I said, uh, invest in change. That's the big thing. It's, I feel like it's business 101, MBA 101. It's, you know, it's something that's important and technology can help you with that. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's going to do it for us, folks. And thanks so much, uh, Keith and uh, Mihai, for joining us and for, for having this conversation with us today and for uh, sharing your wisdom with us on this uh, particular topic. I mean, it's, uh, you know, very important, of course, and we, you know, want to uh, to assist companies. And I think that you've done a really good job with giving us a, a great idea on how to build our, build our preparedness plans going forward. And uh, thank you, folks, for uh, everybody who joined us on the line today. Um, you know, we do obviously appreciate having you with us. And, uh, you know, the companies that um, can adapt to these new times are going to be the companies that are really going to succeed. And we want to help you succeed. So, you know, we uh, we hope that some or all of this information that we discussed today can be uh, put to use. Um, you know, in your planning and preparing uh, stages as we as we sort of, you know, address the next, um, you know, couple of months coming up. And uh, again, if there is anything that you'd like to chat with us, as Mihai was saying, you can always email us at cloud at proserveit.com. We are here to assist. Um, but I think for now, it's going to do it for us. And uh, on behalf of Mihai and Keith and myself, thank you so much for joining us again. And, uh, you know, stay safe out there. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Take thank care, everyone. You. Thank you, guys. Bye.